Let's do it. Let's do it to it. All right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to A Bitch and a Witch. I'm Sam. I'm Chad. How's it going? Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's not like last week where you were immediately like, this week is trash. No. <laughs> no, so far I'm in an okay mood. <laughs> Did your week get better? Uh, Kind of. Saturday was like... Freak day at work. All the freaks came out to play. And I don't really know why. It wasn't like a full moon or anything. So by the time I clocked out, I was like, I'm so ready for my weekend. Yeah. But it's my weekend now, so I'm feeling better. (laughs) I uh, was talking to my friend Micah about what it's like to work retail on the weekend. Yeah. And Saturday... Saturdays and Sundays, but Saturday, it just seems worse because you're like hella busy. Right. But Sunday is when usually all the assholes come out. Yeah, because they have nothing else better to do, I guess. I fucking guess. Lord's Day, let's go complain at a retail worker for no reason. I know. I was like, did people go to church on Sundays? So now they feel entitled to be a dick? (laughs) I don't know. Something clearly is going on because... Yeah, it's it's a very consistent pattern. Yeah. This is not how I intended to start this episode. <laughs> it's like been a while since we talked about what our podcast is about. That's true. So I was going to talk about that. Let's talk about that. That's a good idea. <laughs> Instead, we got off on a tangent, <laughs> which is what our podcast is about, basically. <laughs> Because yeah, we, we will, do that a lot. We will go on a tangent even if we are really trying not to. Yeah, we it's, can't help it. It's going to happen, I'm sorry. But yeah. Apparently you guys like it because you're still listening, so. Yeah. I guess we won't, won't We'll change. just keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're perfect just the way we are, Dad. <laughs> I agree. But yeah, um, welcome to A Bitch and a Witch. As mentioned earlier, I'm Sam. <laughs> This is my good friend, Chad. I'm still Chad. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Yeah, we basically just wanted to start a podcast to talk about things that interest us, things that we're mad about. (laughs) Yeah. We're not always mad, but some, I mean, often we are. Because America's... Because America. Like, that's all you really need to say. Just because America. Yeah, but we do different topics. It's not like a consistent theme necessarily. No. But it's all stuff that interests us, apparently. I mean, not always, but typically speaking, you guys seem to have a good response to the episodes as well. So that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Kind of just whatever sounds intriguing for that particular week. We kind of dive into it, see what research we can find, and then mostly just a lot of ranting off of off of our own minds so (laughs) we do get distracted very easily yeah that's fine it is fine sometimes we talk about stuff that we don't really know a lot about and want to learn more about and hopefully you guys learn something too and maybe like look into it more if it like piques your interest yeah i'll definitely say that because we used to reiterate it a lot but 
you know, there's there's only so much research two people can do. And we are not experts in anything. Pretty much anything that we talk about. <laughs> so we highly encourage you all to do your own research on these topics. Kind of pick out some good resources and, and kind of choose your own stance on them. But definitely want to share our perspective with you guys. Um, because we often try to give the lesser known perspective mm. or like stand up for people who are kind of getting shit on. So I mean, that's generally where we're coming from, but definitely do your own research on these topics. They're all pretty deep. Well, not all of them, but most of them are pretty deep. We have gotten pretty deep <laughs> yeah. a few times. A few times. So we try to post our sources and things like that. So, you know, we're not just like 100% shooting the shit. Yeah. If it's that type of an episode, you usually know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a general about us spiel. If you're new and if you're, you're new. starting on this episode for some reason. <laughs> so our format, we can take this time to explain our format for those also who for some reason don't know it. Uh, we start out with a bitch rant, which is sometimes a rant about something we're angry about. It is sometimes just a smaller topic we don't want to spend a whole episode on. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we go into our main topic, which is the thing that we've theoretically spent the most time researching, <laughs> preparing for. And then we end with a witch tip, which is usually just like a shout out or something cool we've learned recently. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's a shout out. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our format. If you're new, welcome. Welcome. If you are not new, thanks for coming back. Yeah, we appreciate it show your support by following us on social media and if you are listening on a platform where you can rate and review please do so that would be very cool i don't i feel like we haven't gotten a review for a while we haven't that i've noticed but the few that we've gotten since starting have been very encouraging so definitely appreciate that and it helps kind of increase our visibility so on and so forth it's just a very nice thing to do if you enjoy our content you know what else increases our visibility interacting with us on social media here's our weekly plea for interactions please talk to us i think that's it i mean yeah i think we can move into our bitch right now we might as well what we got unless you had something else you wanted to say no that's about it that's fairly good explanation of what we're about and what we do and yeah so i don't know how i found this because like this isn't stuff that I normally look at. Yeah, I was surprised when you brought up but the idea. The other day I stumbled upon an article. It's from National Geographic. I will have it linked below, I promise. But NASA will head to Venus for the first time in roughly 30 years. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. During a state of NASA briefing, the agency announced that Venus will be the ta- target of the next two missions in its highly competitive discovery program. Hmm. Um, These two sister missions both aim to understand how Venus became an inferno-like world capable of melting lead at the surface. They will offer the entire science community the chance to investigate a planet we haven't been to in more than 30 years. I didn't even know that we had a mission to Venus, like, ever. Uh, Yeah, me neither. You always hear about Mars. Like, that's the one they keep going to for some reason. I mean, it's far away, but it's, like, right (laughs) right there. It's the closest one to us. So which way, I'm always bad about this. My very, so Venus is second closest 
to the sun. Is that right? I should know that. We should probably know this. We should because we learned it in like elementary terrible. school science. Well, as we've discussed, stuff that you learn in school just does not stick in your head. For me, at least. I can't remember. I don't think I ever had this shit memorized. Okay, yeah. So it's Mercury, Venus, us, Earth, Jupiter. Wait, us and then Earth? I'm us the... and then Mars. Okay. I was very confused by the way you said that. <laughs> us and then Earth. Wait, wait, we're not on Earth, Sam? We don't live on Earth. <laughs> I definitely don't live on Earth. I live in my own fucking parallel world. Anyway... Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, or Uranus, however you pronounce it, and Neptune. Uranus is less offensive to the ears. It, yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and include Pluto. Oh, yeah. Pluto still counts. Because fuck you guys. That's You can't take Pluto away. You can't take it away. For us millennials. Yeah. You younger people might not know what we're talking about here, but we grew up for a very long time. Counting Pluto as a planet, and then they're like, nah, just kidding. And everybody was kind of just like, I'm going to ignore that and count it as a planet anyways. Yeah, millennials give no fucks. We're like, whatever, Pluto's a planet. Yeah. <laughs> NASA Administrator Bill Nelson said during the briefing, we hope these missions will help further our understanding of how Earth evolved and why it's currently habitable when other rocky planets in our solar system are not. Hmm. Okay. One of the spacecrafts, the Da Vinci Plus, will study the planet's toxic atmosphere. Hmm. And the other one called Veritas will make detailed maps of the planet's surface to try and reconstruct its geologic history. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the two other finalists for the program uh-huh. um, were probes that would have either gone to Jupiter's one of Jupiter's moons or one of Neptune's moons. Okay. I don't know why we're investigating moons and not planets, but... Well, I mean, we're not. <laughs> they decided against it. Yeah. Well, sometimes the moons are, like, more habitable than the planet itself. Oh. Like, especially, obviously, with, like, the gas planets, we, we can't yeah. land on those, so... <laughs> Clearly. Surging interest in the U.S.-led mission has come because... Venus is similar in size and mass to Earth. Okay. <laughs> I love it in this article. They say, although it is a hellish, inhospitable world today, <laughs> <laughs> it may have been a temperate ocean-covered planet like our own. At one point. Yeah. Yeah. And it says that understanding how Venus became like the way it is could help us understand if Earth-like planets are more common. Right. So, hmm. that's cool. We have an Earth-sized planet next door that is nothing like Earth. Why? <laughs> that's a quote from this article. Why? Why? <laughs> it melted. It melted. I saw like a. I don't think there's any like hard science backing this up, but mm-hmm. it was like a conspiracy theory about Mars. Okay. Because apparently. Mars is not as red as it used to be. Really? Yeah. And this conspiracy theory is like, Mars is becoming lighter 
because it's not as toxic as it used to be. Like, whatever is in their, like, atmosphere that makes it that color right. is, like, fading out. And the theory is that Mars used to be, like, Earth, but we destroyed it and then moved to Earth. Oh, of course. <laughs> we destroyed it like we're destroying Earth right I now. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't put it past humans, but we're also clearly too stupid for space travel, so... I don't know. Something don't would know. have had to like regress pretty badly for us to. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> for us to... Like, there's a lot of things that would have had to have happened. Like, yeah. How did we forget about that technology? Yeah. <laughs> huh. Conspiracy theories. I know they're great. They're very entertaining, but you can't take them seriously. <laughs> you need to like find some conspiracy theories and like dive into them and do some episodes yeah that would be a fun episode yeah let's get into our main topic yeah (laughs) speaking of toxic things yeah we're gonna talk about toxic relationships today yay (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know about you but when i was like researching most of the articles and stuff that came up like immediately were romantic relationships yeah but it applies to so much more than that i mean you can have Toxic relationships with friends and family and... Yep. Bosses, employees. Oh, I didn't even think about workplace. Yeah, all sorts of toxicity. I've definitely dealt with some toxic-ass workplaces. Yep. I think we all have. Probably. So when you said the idea... Well, yeah, kind of like you were saying, like when you came up with the idea, you sent me this picture that said, let's get out of the habit of telling people, well, that's still your mom, that's still your dad. That's still your brother. That's still your sister. Toxic is toxic, whether it's family or not. You're allowed to walk away from people who constantly hurt you. So, yeah, kind of just like that whole, like, oh, blood is thicker than water. Like, whatever. Like, they're your family. You can never turn your back on them no matter what. And blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Like, it's just a really, it's a stupid mindset. Yeah. doesn't, like, it just doesn't work. No. Because abusers are abusers and they very rarely change. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter who they are, like, even your spouse, like, you don't have to put up with that and you shouldn't put up with that if it's clear that they're not changing and they're not willing to change. So, yeah, that's kind of how we started. I don't know what happened after we did our research, but... <laughs> Where we ended up. Right. Let's go ahead and talk about toxic families, since yeah. that's kind of what that started with. Yeah. I don't know where to start, like... <laughs> I can talk about a bunch of anecdotal stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, would you like to start with an anecdote? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't particularly want to name names, but yeah, we we have a lot of uh, very toxic people in our family. Just like so manipulative and... I've... Narcissistic. Discovered some, some trauma that I am not going to deal with. <laughs> cool yeah yeah but i don't know there's just like and it's especially hard too with family because you don't always know that that's not normal yeah because you grow up with it and you kind of just think that's what everybody does yeah so that's the shitty part a shittier part and abuse is often very cyclical Mm -hmm. so it's very likely that those people were abused themselves which is also sad, but that doesn't really excuse them from doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But 
I'm trying to figure out how much detail I want to go into <laughs> because I don't know if this will somehow get back to any of them. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just real shitty when people will do that to another person, like especially when it's their family. It just I don't know. I mean, you shouldn't shouldn't do it to anybody, obviously, but when you're taking advantage of your family like that, like they're they're usually stuck with you, like until they're old at least like until they're an adult yeah it's like they can't get away from you so you just keep feeding off of them mm -hmm. over and over and you know it's just a really bad situation but yeah we've there's like two people specifically that are very similar to each other both super super narcissistic i was going to talk about like energy vampires or psychic vampires because they both very much fit that bill and there's like a lot of overlapping with a narcissist. So if you don't know what an energy vampire is, you can kind of think of that as a good like introduction. <laughs> uh, so I just found like a little, there's a lot of articles out there about it, but I just kind of read one like general one just to give people an idea of what it is. Uh, this is called How to Recognize and Respond to Energy Vampires at Home, Work, and More, which is written by Kimberly Holland. And apparently medically reviewed by Timothy J. Legg, which is cool. I don't see that super often in my research, but it's on healthline.com. So basically, first of all, yeah, what, what exactly is an energy vampire? And it's a person who sometimes intentionally drains your energy, especially your emotional energy. They feed on your willingness to listen and care for them, leaving you exhausted and overwhelmed. Uh, they can be anywhere and anyone. They can be your spouse or your best friend, your cubicle mate, or your neighbor. And then it lists kind of like a few main characteristics for them. So the first one's they don't take accountability. Uh, second one is they're always involved in some kind of drama. They always one-up you. They diminish your problems and play up their own. They act like a martyr. That's a big one that certain people in my family uh, have that trait. Um, they use your good nature against you. They use guilt trips or ultimatums. They are codependent. Uh, they criticize or bully. They intimidate. So those are kind of like the major characteristics. And if you read the article, it kind of goes into more detail. But yeah, generally speaking, that's what it is. They will turn every situation into an excuse to talk about themselves mm -hmm. and their own problems and how the martyr thing especially like that's what i've dealt with the most like they are so like such problematic people because any situation they're always playing out to be the victim or like oh well i sacrificed this huge section of my life to do this for this other person and then when you know the reality is that you know they like manipulated their way into that situation to like make their own lives easier and mm -hmm. then they have the excuse to like complain about it for years and years <laughs> it's just Absolutely. it's so shitty <laughs> so yeah really just like turning everything again like any situation any conversation turning it like into their own focus and like it's just so draining to be around them because you can't it's not a normal conversation it's constantly like feeding into what they want and their own ego and stuff like that it's just really exhausting. <laughs> so that's why they kind of got the term vampire because they are absolutely like feeding off of other people's energy and emotions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, mostly that, like turning any situation 
into this big thing about themselves, like offering to help and then throwing a fit about it. That's happened to me several times. Um, what else? Um, or offering to help and then like throwing it in your face later. Yes. Yeah. Well, do you remember that time that I did this? Blah, blah, blah. Right. I hate yeah, that shit. I do, but you're the one who offered to do it. So Yeah. It's like, I didn't make you do it. I asked and mm-hmm. you said you would or you volunteered. You offered. Yeah. You volunteered. Yeah. That shit's crazy. And then one that we've kind of encountered more recently is like calling kind of starting off the conversation like oh i haven't talked to you in a while and then very quickly you realize they called to like complain about something specifically mm-hmm. that's happening in your family like oh well, did you hear about this and this well this is what i think about it and oh why didn't they do it this way like what <laughs> and it's like come on can you stop for five seconds like nobody asked you your opinion <laughs> So stuff like that gets just really grating because it's like, me especially, the more I get older, the more I realize like how hard it is to like see people. Mm-hmm. Like everybody is so busy with primarily just working and like keeping a roof over their heads. Yeah. And then you have to find time to clean your house and spend time with your spouse, you know, more than likely. Like every, everybody in our families at least has like some a significant other. So you've got to do all that stuff and just, just doing those things takes up like almost all of your time. So then when you're trying to schedule like family events or you're trying to hang out with friends or anything kind of like that, it just gets so hard. Like there is no way to always include everybody. Mm-hmm. Like somebody's going to get left out. It's usually not that we're trying to do that on purpose, you know, it's just like we all have different schedules to begin with. So when we make a plan, we try to include as many people as possible, but there's going to be people who are left out. Yeah. So then for certain other people to take it upon themselves to complain about that and, oh, well, did you think about so-and-so? Like, they're not going to be able to, like, yeah, we thought about them. We're, we're trying to include as many people as possible. We'll see that person a different time. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. You don't have to throw a fit over every little detail about this plan. Yeah. Stuff like that happens a lot. So I found an article. I think this article was from Psychology Today. I read like a few different articles, but this one was specifically about toxic families. Yeah. Um, and sort of the, um, I guess, signs of a toxic family. Um, one of them, like you were saying, was gossiping, Ugh. which is usually aimed to bring someone down. Right. Like in the family to just judging. Basically, is what that gossip is all about. Judging their decisions. (laughs) Judging and unnecessary drama. Like, yeah. I have always been the one to like hate drama. It's just so uninteresting to me. Like, I don't want to be involved with that. Go away. Like, take your stupid little drama somewhere else. (laughs) I don't want to be in anybody's drama, but I do quite often enjoy watching it from afar. (laughs) Because sometimes it's just entertaining. I get that, but that's kind of like what reality TV and stuff like that is like for me, like that's kind of their purpose. Like you don't have to partake in it in like people's actual lives. (laughs) Yeah. You can watch a stupid show where it doesn't really matter. And I don't know, that's my stance on it, but I get it. It is sometimes entertaining and you want to know what's going on, but like, I just hate it. It's, it's so frustrating to me. Mm hmm. 
The next one was picking on your weaknesses, Mm. specifically to either make you feel bad or to embarrass you, especially in front of other people. Yeah, right. That's a big one. Yeah. Which definitely dealt with some of that in my life. Yeah. Not allowing you to change or ridiculing, like ridiculing you or putting you down for these changes Mm -hmm. or telling you like, oh, well, that's not practical or basically just trying to talk you out of trying to do, make like this change in your life, whatever it is. Right. Whether it's like a lifestyle change, a career, maybe you like want to go back to school. Mm Mm-hmm. Basically, like, not supporting your decision to change. Right. Which, lack of support is, across all relationships, yeah. part of toxicity in a relationship. For sure. Uh, infighting is a big one. Yeah. Abuse being accepted or, like, hidden. Mm. And that's, like, any kind of abuse. Um, sexual abuse is a big one that gets hidden. Yeah. And then emotional or physical abuse as well. Just either pretending it doesn't happen or blaming the victim. Right. Gaslighting people. Ugh. That's a big one. It is. I feel like like emotional and verbal abuse is a big a big thing too because they don't I mean sometimes they do, but they often only do it when those two people are by themselves. So like Nobody else even knows it's happening. We emotionally abuse each other in front of other people. <laughs> Me and you. Not us. I'm talking oh. about my family. Oh. <laughs> well, I, yeah, like, I mean, you brought that up, like, belittle, belittling in front of others and stuff like that. But I feel like there's a certain type of person who will specifically target that only when you're alone. So that you look like a crazy person if you try to say anything about it. I think that there's, like, two levels to it. There's like... Which is kind of gaslighting it as well, but... The hardcore emotional and verbal abuse that happens like in private. And then right. there's like the small things that happen... Yeah. Anytime, regardless of with whether you're with people or not. Yeah, I can see that. Not allowing people to step out of the family narrative. Mm. Which I feel like kind of goes along with like... Masking... Unacceptable behaviors... Because, you know, you have to pretend like the, nothing is going on. Everything yeah. is perfectly fine. You're just, like, towing the line and keeping up the illusion that you have, like, this perfect oh, family. perfect little family. Yeah. We all love each other. We're all great. We're all so successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've encountered plenty of that. Uh, volatile and unpredictable environments. Again, I feel like that goes along with... Abuse, especially if it's, like, physical abuse, because a lot of times in that sort of situation, you just don't know what's going to set that person off. It just comes, yeah, it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, which makes your environment very unpredictable, um, which nobody wants that. And then the last one was what you were talking about, which is playing games with people Mm -hmm. or manipulating them. Yep. Nobody got time for that. Nobody's got time for that. I feel like a lot of these things intertwine with each other, though. They do. And it's all very, like... Like, gossip and infighting usually go hand in hand. Right. I mean, picking on people is usually a part of 
emotional or verbal abuse. Mm-hmm. It's all very interconnected. Interconnected. <laughs> it's all entwined. I wish I don't know. We always kind of like relate things back to Christianity and its stranglehold on the country, but it's so true. <laughs> It always relates back to what we're talking about, pretty much. But I think, like, the whole thing with marriage and stuff and being, quote-unquote, sacred and how you can only... I don't know. There's, like, all this unreasonable expectation that it's going to be forever. Mm-hmm. Which is fine for some people, like, if they have a healthy relationship, if they're, you know, fully functioning adults and... I don't understand how still to this day, like, divorce can be such a taboo thing. Right. Sometimes you get, even if you've been together for, like, a decent amount of time before you get married, you get into a marriage and, like, realize it's not working. People change. People do change. Even outside of all this, like, toxicity that we're talking about, sometimes people just change. Yeah. They learn more about themselves the older they get or circumstances change and they kind of I mean maybe it's that. something that you didn't realize was an issue with that person like yeah. maybe you're growing very quickly in your career and then all of a sudden this jealousy is coming from your partner. Right. And it starts to have a big effect on your relationship. Like that stuff just kind of happens over time. It's not something you can predict. You can't. Yeah. You like can't. I'm going to marry this person, and they are never going to be jealous, and nothing <laughs> is ever going to get between us, and we're just going to be perfect and happy forever. Right. Nah. <laughs> That's not how that works. And sometimes with controlling and manipulative behaviors, that stuff doesn't really start until after marriage. Because then they feel like you can't escape. Yeah. Yeah. And also, sometimes they feel like they own you. Right. Like they put a ring on it, and now you are theirs. (laughs) Right. Not not really how that works. It's not how that works. Again, thank you, Christianity, for ruining everything. I mean, for... Coming from the perspective of a woman Mm -hmm. for centuries and centuries... We were pretty much, like, property. Right. So I feel like that is still sort of embedded in some people. Like, you marry a woman, Mm -hmm. and now she is yours. Right. (laughs) She is your property. Yeah, that's not cool. No. But even, like... All right, so it's, like, Pride Month, so I'll bring up, like, even people who... Again, because we're shoehorned into, like, monogamy and being straight and things like that like sometimes people don't really understand themselves Mm -mm. until they've already gotten married into a relationship that they're just not going to be happy in because they're not that person yeah um i was just talking about this recently because i feel like there's a lot less monogamous people out there than we think because our society is like so so against anything other than that Mm -hmm. so like you just don't even really know that it's an option yeah the people like talking about bill gates i'm not going to defend him because he's billionaire and you know that's you can't get there ethically but people were talking about him specifically in the context of apparently he had this like open relationship with his wife okay i didn't know that but i didn't either people were like oh like he's a freak like 
he got married, uh, you know, and his wife knew about this other partner that he had. And like once a year or whatever, they would like meet up and sleep together and stuff like that. And his wife was just kind of like, okay, whatever. I was like, well, I mean, is that weird? Or is he just a polyamorous person? Like if the wife knew about it the whole time and you know, nobody was being shady and she agreed to it. Like, Do you know how many wives back in the day like when divorce was just like really not a thing yeah. knew that their husbands had like a side bitch and just right. pretended like it didn't happen yeah like this isn't a new thing i'm not even talking about that i'm talking about if everybody is cool cool with it <laughs> i mean if she was like yeah whatever if you want to go sleep with somebody else yeah sleep with somebody else right that doesn't really it's just that we are put into this little box that nothing other than monogamy is okay. I know some people, there are some relationships where they are like polyamorous. Right. And like, it's a relationship between all of them. And then there's other people who are like, if you want to have sex with other people, have sex with other people. Mm -hmm. But like only as a physical relationship. Right. If you, like, fall in love with this person, then we're going to have a problem. Like, their marriage or whatever is yeah. is still between them and, like, they're only, like, closest to each other and stuff like that. Like, yeah, right. there's, yeah. there's so many different options out there that people just don't accept. Yeah. <laughs> don't view as valid or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's not really anything to do with what we were talking about, but I just thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, just, like, marriage, like... Ultimately, it's there because you should both be benefiting from it. Mm -hmm. You should keep each other going and support each other. It is a partnership, so you right. need to act as partners. Right. So if there comes a time where you've tried to fix certain issues and it's just not working anymore, like, you're not, like, nobody is benefiting from you staying together in that type of a situation. Right. So our society needs to let that go because it, that will lead directly into toxic relationships because then one person or the other is, is unhappy and they're going to start acting differently because of that. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to be an unhappy life. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, you know, like if it's, if it's not serving you both, then, and I'm not saying like just get divorced willy nilly, but if you've clearly tried to fix the problem. If you do like counseling or right. talk about it. Right. And it's still not working. Right. There's a point where you just need to move on. Yeah. And there's so much more that goes into, like, intimate relationships as far as things that people do in a relationship that are toxic. Yeah. And, like, I mean, the things that happen in, like, a family dynamic also can happen in a relationship. But then there's also other things, like... Financial manipulation, mm -hmm. like one person control. This is a big thing, mostly in like domestic abuse situations, especially with one spouse that doesn't work. Right. Um, so they're financially dependent on their other spouse. Right. Um, so they just like control everything that has to do with the money. Every dollar that you spend, you have to clear with them. Yeah. I mean, big purchases, you should always discuss right. but like i bought a pack of gum you don't need to tell yeah. you don't need to tell them that you don't need to get approval before you do that no absolutely not yeah i'm not against like joint bank accounts or anything like that but like 
just be aware of the signs of somebody being toxic and manipulative. And if on the flip side, making a giant purchase without discussing it with your partner, that's also toxic. That's also not okay. Yeah. We do have a joint bank account, but it's only because my husband's like, I don't want to deal with money. <laughs> like, literally, he's like, I don't. Mm-mm. Yeah. Even when some we people, were. <laughs> yeah. Some people are like not set out to, to do that type of thing. Yeah. When we were in the bank setting up the account, they were like, do you want your email address on this? And he's like, nah. <laughs> They're like, do you want an online like login? And he was like, nah. I'm like. Oh, so I really am just, like, in charge of everything. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. It's... Sometimes I'm like, can you deal with the budget and paying the bills and everything? Because I don't want to anymore. Right. Not going to happen. No. (laughs) It's... We... We're kind of... Well, I don't know. Not to that extent, but we were kind of the same way, like... Emily's just, like, really good at that type of stuff and, like, is good at schedules and remembering to do things on time. So she initially was doing a lot of that stuff and she just got tired of it. So when we moved into this house, she's like, you need to start doing this and this and this. And I was like, okay. When I, when we... So we kind of split it now. (laughs) When we first moved in together, I know I've talked about this before, but when we Mm -hmm. first moved in together, we were living in an apartment with a roommate. Yeah. I was in charge of everyone's shit. (laughs) Like, I had to tell her and him, I'm like, okay, this is your cut of the electric bill this month. Right. This is when it's due. This is the water and everything. I'm like, why do I have two husbands? (laughs) (laughs) It is different for everybody, but... I I feel like we've struck a good balance of basically trying really hard to just keep everything even so that neither person is overwhelmed and we both are like kind of putting work into keeping everything going and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, you got to do what works best for you, but it's usually not a good sign if one person just like refuses to do anything, (laughs) but I don't know. He's just like, I really don't want to deal with money. And I'm like, I get it. Right. But. He does deal with his own, like, credit card payments and stuff. Yeah. He's just like, hey, this is due on this day and this is how much it is, just so I can work it into the budget. Right. But I handle all the other bills. (laughs) The nice thing now is, like, so much of it you can automate if you want to, like, set up accounts, like you were saying, like, set up accounts online and Mm -hmm. schedule payments, like, automatically so you don't have to necessarily worry about it every single time things like that just kind of help but somebody still has to like go through the the initial work of setting it up and scheduling it (laughs) then i also make all the grocery lists oh yeah (sighs) grocery lists yeah that's every so often we just get so tired of it that we do like a meal plan thingy and then we do that for a few months (laughs) and then we stop again but i get tired of it every once in a while and then my house just becomes like a fucking wasteland (laughs) like there's just not really any food and right we don't know what we're doing (laughs) yeah it's hard it's hard to plan every single meal every single day for eternity i know that's another thing they don't prepare you for for adulthood it's also like 
you just get tired of having to cook. Right. And then also you have to like plan. You're like, well, this needs to be frozen so it doesn't go bad before I can use it. Yeah. And then you got to fucking remember to take that shit out of the freezer. <laughs> and sometimes like you don't plan good enough. Fruits and vegetables. They don't last. They go bad so much faster. Oh, yeah. As an adult. Like, yep. I swear this shit lasted forever when I was a kid. But right. now it just like. I blink and it's rotten. All them GMOs. I guess. That's a joke for those of you who don't know. <laughs> um, I did see a useful tip that you have to like store the things the same way they're stored at the store, at, at the supermarket, I should say. Because mm-hmm. you sometimes don't think about that. But if a thing is like in a cold, wet environment, that's probably for a reason. Yeah. So that's something I didn't really think about. That helps a little bit, but yeah, things definitely don't last very long. No. I hate it. Buying groceries is stupid. It gets old. Yeah. We have, like, a few things we pretty frequently come back to, but you still gotta come up with, like, four or five other meals every single week. <laughs> you gotta figure out your lunches and stuff like that. It's just like Yeah, it's... like, I get tired of cooking, like, eating the same stuff, and then yeah. I'm like, well, what else do I want to cook? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Like, am I really going to sit here and look up recipes and be like, yeah, maybe I'll make that. <laughs> a lot of times the stuff that you make is stuff that you just like know how to make. You're, right. And you just don't have to think about it. You can just get the ingredients really easily. You know what all goes into it. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm definitely a foodie. I watch tons and tons of like food stuff on YouTube. So mm-hmm. I will try those out every so often, but... Yeah, it's just so much easier just to do stuff that you already know. Yeah. I don't know. It is nice when you find something that you like and that's like really easy. And mm. then you're like, I can add this into my into rotation. Your rotation. Yeah. <laughs> going to do this every week until yep. I'm tired of it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So one thing that I really wanted to talk about... Um, on the subject of toxic relationships, especially as um, it pertains to, like, family dynamics. Because I feel like family and relationships, too, mm-hmm. like, intimate relationships, are so hard to walk away from. Yeah. For, like, the reason in that screenshot I sent you. Mm-hmm. Like, because we are so... It is, like, so hard ingrained into us that that's your family. Right. And, like, you have to accept your family and you can't just, like, cut your family out of your life. Exactly. Like, that's your mom. You can't get rid of her. Right. But if that relationship does nothing but harm you, you need to step away from that relationship. Oh, yeah. If you... You need to set boundaries... Yeah, definitely. And if they cannot respect your boundaries, then they just need to go by. Right. You don't need them in your life. It does not matter who they are. One of my best friends has, like, one of the most toxic families I've ever met. Yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, he had a lot of grace with, like, his brother specifically. He had a lot of grace just kind of trying to have a relationship with him and mm-hmm. time and time again his brother would just flip his lid and 
do a bunch of crazy shit and you know they would kind of not talk to each other for a while and i feel like at this point they're pretty much done and it's because pretty much as usual his brother freaked out over absolutely nothing didn't even like have the full context of what was going on mm-hmm. and decided that my friend was like the worst person ever and i think what did it this time was like he started insulting my friend which is nothing new but he also started in- insulting his kid oh. it was like oh your kid is is trash and all this stuff and like dude that kid at that at that point in time the kid was like one year old like what are you talking about mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter what beef you have with your family and it wasn't even justified first of all but no matter what's going on like the kid has nothing to do with that yeah how terrible of a person are you just to like shit all over your your nephew <laughs> like come on so yeah I, I think he's pretty much officially done with them at this point but it's like that that dude is never gonna change no he thinks he is the most important person that he knows and he is always right and he always has to get things his way you know and the, the second something doesn't go his way or the second he perceives some like slide against him he just goes and absolutely insane Mm -hmm. so yeah like my friend is like you're more of a brother to me than he ever has been (laughs) it's like you don't i don't know i've always been the type of person like you choose your family it doesn't matter who you were born into like absolutely i feel the same way it doesn't matter and i don't know like i think part of that was my parents were like youth leaders uh when i was younger Mm -hmm. and we would kind of always attract like the outcast kids and stuff. And I just like over and over, I kept hearing all these like really shitty parents, really shitty uncles and aunts and stuff like that. And, you know, if you just see that over and over again, you kind of understand that it doesn't matter who your blood relative is. You know, if, if they're not going to respect you, if they're not going to treat you right, then they really don't mean anything to you. You can just cut them out and move on. Yeah. Because if you just, if you refuse, like you were saying, like if you refuse to set boundaries, they will always choose to walk all over you. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what their whole thing is. They even not even like walking all over people, but like doing things that, you know, sort of like harm them in a way, yeah. picking on something that, you know, they have a insecurity about. Right. And if you're like, hey, I don't like it when you talk about this or point this out. Mm-hmm. So could you fucking not? But then they just like continue to do it. Right. Like, fuck that person. Bye. Yeah. You don't need to do that. Like you don't need to put up with that in your life. No. Yes, family is important. If it does nothing but harm you mentally, emotionally, physically, you then, don't need it. Like you need away. to take care of your well being yeah. before and I know that some people view that as, like, a very selfish thing. No. Like, you're putting yourself over other people. But if you are not taking care of yourself, you have nothing to give what to could, other people. Yeah, like, what What are you going to offer to anybody around you? Like, yeah. you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. Yeah, I agree. Like, at a certain point, you just have to cut them out. Yeah. Even if it's only temporary, like, cut them out for a year. See if they want to start taking shit seriously. Yeah. You know, whatever whatever gets you into a place where you can heal from that and kind of learn to move on. But I mean, you can definitely I'm I give people second chances. Mm-hmm. Very rarely will I give them a third chance. Mm-hmm. If I give a, if I give you a second chance and you're still 
being a dick or whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Like, I don't need you. Yeah. I'm not, especially as I've gotten older, Mm -hmm. I have just started cutting people out, not doing things that I know, going to certain events, being with certain people. Oh, yeah. If you know somebody is going to be I know I'm going to walk away from that not Mm -hmm. feeling good about myself. I'm not going. Right. Because I beat myself up too much to have to deal with other people beating me up yeah as it is <laughs> yeah you, know, you don't need to make it harder on yourself no i think that's i'm almost wondering if it's more of like a gen xer and millennial type of thing like from that generation down because like are we just like more open to cutting people off or like what i don't i don't know because of the way like it's so easy to find a community of people that are nice to you. <laughs> I feel like that is like a Gen X and beyond kind of thing because Gen X was, they called them the latchkey kid mm. generation because they were so often left alone and without supervision because their parents were working or whatever. Right. So you had to like find your own community mm-hmm. and find people you know, whether or not your family was still actually in your life. And then also so much of Gen X and millennials, like we're more open with like our sexualities and our gender identities and things like that. Right. While still having to deal with people who just won't accept you for who you are. So you have to find your own family, find your own community I think that's one thing that's made us more community minded. Mm-hmm. Like we care more about the communities and the people in it. Whereas like baby boomers are kind of caring. It's like, it's your family or else it's your family. There or were else. nothing, you know, you're going to put up with these people until you die. Like, okay, but no, actually, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to got some distant relative. That I only see yet certain family functions and they're super racist like no i'm not gonna put up with that it's so funny how like the older generations are like this is your family like you care about your family mm-hmm. but also like but i don't care so about what you selfish. want yeah yeah i only care about me i only care about what people perceive of me and my family and you being gay just really doesn't fit that so yeah. you're gonna have to stop that or whatever like there's so many examples <laughs> yeah it's weird whereas i just just don't understand boomers honestly also i think millennials have to like be okay with building your own community and like forming relationships because you know you need like 15 people to live in your apartment with you so you can (laughs) fucking afford it (laughs) we're kind of forced to live in a community yeah we kind of are yeah uh so i found it was hard to find, like, really solid statistics, which was odd. But maybe I just didn't look hard enough. But I was trying to find out, like... I didn't find, like, any statistics at all. Okay. I was trying to find out, like, specifically, like, repeat offenders when it comes down to, Mostly like, what I found was how to spot a toxic relationship. Right. Yeah. So this was the one article I could find. It doesn't really have a date on it, so I don't know how old it is or anything like that. But it's talking about, basically, repeat offenders when it comes down to... Uh, domestic violence or Mm -hmm. any type of abuse honestly yeah i mean it's been 
pretty well established that most abuse is uh-huh. cyclical. Right. Yeah, that's what it says here. One thing says uh, research indicates that physical violence, psychological abuse, sexual abuse, and economic abuse abuse are repetitive patterns. Um, in many cases, an individual who is responsible for subjecting their spouse to intimate partner violence is a repeat offender. Mm-hmm. Abusers are often people who have low self-esteem and are insecure. They resort to physical violence mm-hmm. as a method of establishing control and power in a relationship. Most victims of intimate partner violence will be subjected to more than one instance of abuse by the same partner. It's common for that person to continue abusing them even after receiving some sort of treatment or counseling. Oh, that's that's what I was saying earlier. Like it's often a behavior that an individual learns during childhood or it may be the result of psychological disorders and mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, a child who witness, witnesses or is subjected to violence is more likely to expose their children or spouses to abuse in the future, which there's also kind of research that points towards like psychopaths and certain issues like that kind of being caused by the same thing, mm-hmm. like being exposed to really severe trauma or abuse as a child. Just pretty much completely fucks somebody's brain up. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Okay. So studies have estimated that a little under half of the individuals who were responsible for for subjecting their spouse to intimate partner violence will resort to physical violence again within three years of the initial report of abuse. The majority of these relapses occur within six months of the initial incident. Um, Victims who sustain severe physical injuries are most commonly subjected to physical violence by a repeat offender. Um, over half the individuals who were arrested for intimate partner violence were rearrested for abuse within two years of the initial arrest. So basically, yeah, it's just a, it's a never ending cycle. Yeah. So if you're like staying in that relationship, hoping that they're going to get better, well, odds are they're not going to get better. So it's shitty, but you like for your own safety, like just get out. Mm-hmm. Like so many people die because their partners just continue to abuse them. And they refuse to leave or they, they feel like they can't leave. And then the last time it was just too much and they end up dying from the injuries. Domestic violence specifically is very difficult to get the victim out of. Yeah. Usually. It is. Uh, it also said that sometimes they will even like continue to abuse people between the time of the initial like arrest or whatever in the actual court date mm-hmm. just crazy to me like you know you're about to get in trouble for this shit and you just keep doing it like these people like just don't care or well, they was... just can't control themselves at all i don't remember where this was but they were doing like a hearing or something over zoom mm-hmm. and it was like um the prosecution the victim her lawyer and a judge And while they were on the Zoom call, they discovered that the person who was being charged was there with the victim. Jeez. Like. Like I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Some of these abusers, I mean, they don't care. Some of them are like extremely manipulative. Yeah psychotic it's either they don't care or they literally just can't stop yeah like they're too fucked up yeah have you seen honey boy no 
You know what it is? Nope. Okay. Uh, it's a movie Shia LaBeouf like wrote and directed it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's basically like him telling the version, like parts of his childhood and stuff, and like how his dad was an alcoholic and like really abusive and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like a story he wrote and everything like that. But like so much of it was pulled directly from his own life. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting because you know now you hear all these like presses and charges against him yeah. it's like clearly he's caught up in this cycle like mm-hmm. you know i feel bad for his victims obviously but i also feel bad for him like clearly struggling with these issues and not being able to overcome them really he's just stuck in that cycle well when you're raised in any way mm-hmm. you're that's like the normal to you because right. that's how your life was and it's especially hard for like ch- like child actors or anybody who's famous from a young age because it's very rare that their parents are not going to abuse that situation like yeah his dad that's that's a lot of what the movie is about his dad was like very clearly like got to rake in that money using him Milk for the that money cash cow yeah not really caring for him as a father but you just using him as a way to get a bunch of money yeah it's actually kind of the same thing with um what's her last name Jeanette McCurdy or something like that Uh from iCarly yeah she's had like lots of interviews where she like legitimately hated acting but she had some success especially once she was on iCarly so she like had no choice basically Mm -hmm. like her parents didn't work they just forced her to continue acting because it was making the family so much money and like they were using that to survive and stuff I feel like that's That's probably what's going on with like Britney Spears and her dad oh yeah for sure there's clear signs that he has manipulated the hell out of her. I mean, he's, like, in charge of all of her shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very terrible situation, and I feel bad for her. Yeah. But, yeah, like, Jeanette has come out very clearly saying, yeah, I'm not doing a reunion for iCarly, and this is why. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard, like, with children who are famous for whatever reason like acting singing like it's so hard for them not to be exploited and they just get caught like once they're famous and once they're making a bunch of money like half the time they don't even enjoy enjoy it anymore they want to just do their own thing having to deal with hollywood in general yeah is a fucking hellscape it's barely possible for fully functional adults (laughs) especially when you have so many people who are just trying to get something out of you. Oh, yeah. Like, if you cannot help them climb the social ladder, then yeah. fuck off. Right. And so many people who try, um, like Harvey Weinstein, who take advantage of their yep. power to yep. take advantage of other people. Mm-hmm. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Fuck being famous. Let alone even just people who, like, win the lottery. You hear so much about, like, most people have to hide it now because the second... Anybody knows you have money, whether they're close to you or not, they expect something from you. Oh, yeah. Like random people you went to high school with, oh, are you going to give me all this money? You would not catch me announcing that I won the lottery. No. It's I just would just fucking not worth it. Like Disappear out of Yeah, you life. would just disappear. I would probably, like there's certain people I would definitely help, like certain people in my family and stuff, like yeah. here, pay off your mortgage, whatever. And then, yeah, we would, like, not tell anybody else. Yeah. We would probably move. <laughs> yeah. 
Like you don't want people knowing about that stuff. Mm-mm. So how much worse is it if you know your whole life is that situation, just raised as a child star, and you know it's no doubt like Justin Bieber is a really fucked up person, but like he was he was put in that situation. Like he had no chance to like have a childhood and stuff. That was mostly what I had. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we kind of touched on everything. Yeah. Don't be afraid to cut people out. Like you gotta take care of yourself. Don't be afraid to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to suggest counseling. Yeah, for sure. Even like a family therapist. Yeah. I feel like a lot of us would benefit from some family therapy. Yeah. You know, asking your friends and family for help, especially if you're in like a domestic abuse kind of situation. Right. Setting boundaries. If they can't respect your boundaries... If they make you feel bad about yourself, if they're always trying to cut you down. Right. Fuck that. Throw throw them away. Just put them in the garbage and walk away. You don't need that? No. A little tidbit also that I, like, one of those things you just kind of, like, don't know until you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're working somewhere and somebody calls asking about one of your coworkers' schedules, like, do not tell them that shit. No. You don't know who that person is. Even if it is their spouse, they might be in an abusive situation where they need to, like, get away from that person. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, like, one of those things you kind of just don't think about until you know. (laughs) But throwing that out there, don't give away people's schedules at work. It's not cool. The only time we would do that in, like, a retail setting, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you have, like, your repeat customers. Right. We'd be like, well, they work this day. Right. But I'm not going to tell you what time they're going to be here. Yeah, you don't need to get too specific. Yeah. Or you can always, like, ask them before you start passing out that information. Like, oh, so-and-so was asking. Because sometimes, I don't know if you have this experience a lot, but I have had this experience where you will tell them, like, tell the customer, just come and talk to me. Right. But you got to, like know when they're going to be there or else you can't come and talk to them. Yeah. And it happens a lot at my current job because it's, you know, sales and stuff and people, people like get used to talking to a certain person, Mm -hmm. but yeah, like you just don't really know. So if you can figure out who is asking and then just kind of verify if it's cool to give that information away, you could definitely be helping people out. Mm -hmm. But I think that's about all that I had. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly we could, go on forever (laughs) this is a very broad topic it is also like it's important to learn about because you like everybody makes mistakes that Mm -hmm. was one of the videos i was watching made a good point like you know you are probably doing a couple things that are toxic sure so learning about this stuff is important so that you can also like better your own relationships and stop bad patterns when you recognize them Mm -hmm. so yeah it's also important for that reason nobody's perfect Kind of recognize where you're weak and learn to do better. Okie dokie. <laughs> Guess we should move on to our <laughs> witch tip. I mean, I really didn't have anything else to add on to that. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I, I think we covered everything. Just, uh, <laughs> do you ever, like, think that something's normal and then you, like, interact with other people and you realize that that's like not normal (laughs) yeah they're like oh that's not okay (laughs) and you're like oh fuck (laughs) 
like, oh, I thought that this was just like something that everybody did. Yeah, why do you, why do you bring it up? Because I've just like learned some things <laughs> as I've gotten older. That's like, oh, you mean that you don't like verbally harass everybody in your family? <laughs> you don't just like make fun of people for having emotions? <laughs> what is what? Yeah. This is why I am the way I am. <laughs> Raised by wolves. We've talked about it a little bit. <laughs> okay, so our uh, wish tip for the day. Figured it would be a good idea just to talk about our Once in Future Witches book club. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Book, Once in Future Witches. Overall, like, yeah, I, I would recommend it. It had its issues for sure. Could have been shorter. It, I'm telling you, like, she could have chopped 200 pages out of that <laughs> son of a bitch. I don't know about 200, but maybe like a solid 100 pages. But really cool concept. There's lots of, like, every chapter would start out with a little spell. Mm-hmm. The spells were, like, almost always, like, nursery rhyme, like, twists on nursery rhymes. And yeah. And, like, folklore type of stuff. That was cool, I thought. Yeah, lots of cool stuff if you're interested in witchcraft and feminism it's a very like feminism heavy book yeah it was good it's very um female forward book i feel like some of the main themes kind of got lost a little bit a little bit yeah but that's worth reading i would definitely say that if you say so (laughs) sam liked it a little bit less than i did obviously i i just was not a fan yeah, I get it. Like there were certain parts that were definitely like kind of hard to get through, but there were also lots of cool parts. I thought I liked the over- overarching theme of it. Yeah, female power and anybody can like be a witch. Sort of like taking yeah. the power. Yeah, that was a concept they touched on. Like, you don't have to be a, a woman. You don't have to be somebody, like, from a famous bloodline. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody can be a witch. I thought that was cool. For sure. Because that's something we always talk about, like, with, like, my wife and I. We always talk about with, like, Harry Potter and stuff like that. It's like, why is it that only these special bloodlines have all this power? Like, nobody... Nobody really important in that story is just, like, a random person, you know? They all come from, like, these certain families and... Mm -hmm. Or, like, same thing with, like, Star Wars. Like, why is it that only... Only certain people, like, everybody is a Palpatine. Everybody is, like, a Skywalker. Like, there's only these, like, three or four families that have all the power. Yeah. (laughs) So that's kind of, like, an annoying trope. Like, it... I don't know. I don't really like it when stories do that. Mm -hmm. So that was a cool part of this book is that anybody could be a witch anybody could do magic like there were no limits on it Mm-mm. i like the overall message did not like the execution i get it oh, that's how i feel about that that's fine you don't have to like everything but Mm-mm. i would say it's at least worth checking out like if you especially if you can get it like from the library or something where you're not having to like pay for it you know read a few chapters and see how you feel I suggest listening to it in audio format. 
Yeah, I didn't do that. I feel like certain parts would have been much better. It made it easier for me to get through it. Right. Because I struggled. Mm-hmm. I struggled to get into the book. Yeah. I struggled to make it through the book. <laughs> yeah. There were like good, interesting parts, but for the most part, it did not hold my interest. Okay. I feel like I am alone in that. Out of our group of people. No, no, I get where you're coming from. It just was like, there was enough to like, get me through it. But there were definitely parts where, I mean, like there were, there were times where I put it down for like several days in a row. Yeah. And I don't, I don't usually do that when I'm reading a book. Um, yeah. So my computer decided it wanted to restart an update with no warning. Yeah. Yeah. As we were finishing up this episode, so... Luckily, it's happened to save what we had recorded so far, or else we would both be throwing a violent fit. (laughs) I would have flipped a table. (laughs) But yeah, um, don't really know what we were talking about, so we're just going to say bye. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening. Follow us on social media. All that jazz. All that fun stuff. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Yeah, we will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.